Hi, and welcome to Living Unleashed. I'm your host, Alex Runneman. This is a production growing out of my passion for identifying, questioning, and addressing the many challenges I face as an entrepreneur, father, and as a resident of my small Appalachian hometown. From community revitalization to work and business to health and everything in between, join me as we discuss the challenges, but most importantly, search for solutions that may assist you in your quest to unleash yourself and your community. Hey, Taylor County. I'm Alex Renneman uh, with Unleashed Tiger, and I'm here with Mark Sowers, who's running for sheriff of Taylor County. Mark, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for inviting us. Absolutely. Hey, I just want to kind of start out really quickly with saying, what, what does the sheriff do? Uh, the sheriff is the chief law enforcement officer of the county. The sheriff is responsible for the health, welfare, and safety of all the citizens of the county, and also in charge of the tax collection office. Yeah. Why, why do you want to be sheriff? Uh, I have a lot of knowledge, training, experience. I have 34 years. I was chief of police when I came down here to Taylor County. Uh, the sheriff's position is opened up for election this term, and I decided I was going to run so I could serve the community in which I reside in. Makes sense. Share with us a role or a challenge or an experience in your life that you feel has at least in part prepared you for this office. Um, well, I was with my department 30 years. I started out as a patrolman. I held every job title that was in the department over the 30 years. I retired as chief of police. I have a well-rounded knowledge of the job. I have a compassion for the job and a com compassion to serve the community. Great. Uh, we, we poll the, the local community. They come back with questions. And one of the questions they asked really of this office and really everyone was, what have you done in the recent past that would kind of prove that you're already engaged in our community trying to help that would, that would make you appropriate for, to come in as a leadership position within our county? Uh, since I moved here full-time in February of 2016, I was involved with the Lions Club. I've uh, been involved in different areas in the community as far as um, uh, speaking, different places, community cleanup, uh, rehab of houses that need tore down. And I spoke with the city several times about um, being involved, maybe purchasing, rehabbing some houses, and uh, the general cleanup in our town. Great. If you're elected, what's your strategy for a successful term in office? Well, the first thing that we need to do is we need to build a good department, and that starts with the foundation. And the foundation solely revolves around uh, the, the sheriff because the sheriff is the chief law enforcement. He sets a demeanor for the department. He sets the tone, he sets the morals, and he sets the performance levels for the department. How would you define success in that strategy? What would be a success for you? Uh, success is, number one, is that we would hire the correct people that we need to hire, retain them, give them the proper field training, and have those officers be a productive member of not only the department, but of society. Yeah, that makes sense. I, we always say on this program, as much as we can, it's more than just uh, public servants serving us. I mean, we have things to do. So what is it you'd ask of the citizens of Taylor County to help you be successful if you were to win the election? I would ask everybody, number one, to be cooperative, to be the eyes and ears of the sheriff's department. Uh, it takes a lot of people. It takes good information. When you receive a report of a crime, a lot of times you depend on people who are not only the victims of crime, but may also be witnesses that could give you good description accounts. Yeah, makes sense. With, with your, your, your plan, then what would be your top priorities? I mean, what are the things that you see as the, the top real opportunities, I guess I should say, for Taylor County? Well, of course, like I said, my first priority is to get us to maximum staffing level. Uh, at that point, evaluate the staffing level and see if we need additional officers. Uh, one thing that I am a strong proponent of, and that is uh, officers, certified officers in the school. 
they have a realm of different areas there. They can teach uh, the school teachers different things there as far as if we would have a mass casualty incident. They can also assist with the general education level for children. Uh, children are our most important asset. We need to have them protected. In 2020, I, I feel that it is necessary that we have an officer there. He can establish a positive image for our children, and also he can teach drug and alcohol resistance. Makes sense. On the flip side of that, so you have opportunities on one side, what are, our, what are our biggest challenges? Our biggest challenge, like everyone else, is the drug addiction problem. Um, I think the drug addiction problem is twofold. We need to, we've been hard on crime, we've been in the war against drugs since 1980. Uh, our tactics are not working, we need to switch gears. When we have people traveling from Detroit, Michigan to come down here to sell drugs, it's an indicator that our problem is a lot bigger than we expected. Uh, the opiate problem, I think, is twofold as far as I started to say. I think we need to separate the people who are just addicted to drugs from the criminal justice system. We need to fast track them into treatment rather than incarceration. Incarceration will never equal rehabilitation. So. Um, one of the things we'll, we'll talk about now, and, and it might be very, very different after the recording of this, because it's moving so fast, is this COVID-19, the coronavirus that's happening. You know, when an elected official is, is brought into our community uh, or, or, is, or is elected in our community, they become a leader and they become someone who, who, you know, hopefully helps us travel through whatever the epidemic might be or the instance. We talk about opioid epidemic, we talk about coronavirus, uh, any tragedy that you know, want to go through mention in the list of names and put it out in the universe, but how do you see your role as, as potential sheriff uh, filling that void in terms of leadership in our community? Well, we're first responders, so um, it's not like we can close and go home for two weeks. As first responders, we come in contact with a lot of people, so our officers have to be trained, we have to work with our uh, fire companies, we have to work for our EMT providers, and we all have to practice good hygiene because, like I said, it's a flu. We have to go back to the basics. And anytime you have an epidemic like that, you've got to think outside the box. So we have to be careful, number one, if we have a person who is tested positive or who we appear to be tested positive, we need to isolate that person. We need to have good procedures, and we can't be reactionary. We've got to be proactive. And I think as of recording, there hasn't been anybody in West Virginia tested positive yet. We're here. But as of airing, it may already be here and probably will be. And um, it won't be the last thing, right? There'll be something else beyond this. So, there will uh, be. You know, in relation to earlier, you mentioned about schools and, and things. And I, I mentioned to you that we, we polled the community for questions. And I've got a few of those up here, including the candidates themselves, of, of what they'd like to be asked. And right off the bat, um, just looking at the sheriff's office specifically, you know, we talked about that being a prominent leader in our community. So how would you describe your leadership style? Um, my leadership is one where I lead by example. I have a, a system set up where I have everyone that is under my command in the department. I need them to feel and understand that they are a vital and important part of the wheel. It's uh, a wheel and spokes and a cog. Everybody has a vital part. We can't operate without that person. We need them to be specialized training in an area, hopefully, that they're interested in. They will perform at a different level if it's an area where they actually have compassion. I lead by example, like I said. I am a hands-on guy. I will be on the street. I will be assisting the officers. And I have a training level that I think is over the top, and I have understood the importance of training, and guys need training. Another headline issue that's out there that, that, that's, that never goes away, unfortunately, we haven't, we've been very fortunate here locally to not have as much challenge, but 
around around the gun issue, whether it's it's shootings at events, churches, schools, those kind of things. What what are you willing or what are you thinking about from a proactive action to be able to take as the sheriff to help either prevent or or be there as a as a ready response? Well, first of all, we need people who are certified, who are trained in that area of expertise. We can't have people in there who have a little bit of knowledge. We need someone who's gone through a certified training program and is going to give good, solid instruction to all involved, whether it be the officers or the schools or the people in a medical facility or something like that. And that person then can relay these things to people because the average person does not know how to react in an emergency situation. And if you train, you've got to train realistic and you've got to have good training. Good training provides good results in a case where you may need that. I think most people would agree with that, but how do you do that, Mark? How do you find those people? How do you train them? What's that look like? Well, there's a lot of training available. In today's world, uh, with the Internet, there's a lot of webinars. There's a lot of on-internet uh, training. Once you get that, they have the basics. Then they go to specialized training. Uh, specialized training is sometimes expensive. Uh, it's not local. Um, most of that you have to travel for. You have expenses, but you have to plan for that. And you have to evaluate the person who's doing your training. When you look at different training seminars, they usually have comments. And if the training excels, there's a lot of people. If there's deficiencies, there's people who usually come out and say, I like the training, however, I think they could have spent more time on this or we could have worked towards other things. I think it's a big thing to evaluate, number one, the officer that you're sending, evaluate the training he's going to receive, and then you've got to implement the training that he has received. Sense. So those are the skills for those folks. What do you feel the most important skills at, for a sheriff? For the sheriff, um, he is the overseer. He is in charge of the law enforcement for the county. He needs to select good people. He needs to set the parameters for the department, and he needs to set the bar at which level the department functions. Um, he needs to have the people skills. He needs to set the tone for the department. And, and above all, he needs to be the example that they're going to follow. Makes sense. You know, we, we talked about, you know, reacting. Certainly you're going to have to react to events. But then from a leadership perspective, there's a proactive response to that. And so how do you stay ahead? How, how do you, you know, part of being a leader is kind of sensing when a trend's coming and, you know, coming to our community. So how do you keep ahead so that you're able to, to have some insight on what's coming our way? Well, you need a good reporting system, number one. And that's the basis for everything. You need to collect data. Our culture now is data-driven and you respond due to data. You have areas that you indicate that are proactive areas where you need to spend time, and also that you have reactive areas which you have past events that occurred there. You need to constantly be researching. You need to find out what the latest trends are because trends change very quickly. And if you don't have a good reporting system and you cannot review that data, it makes it hard to be proactive rather than reactive. And once you have that data, you can do statistical analysis, and that statistical analysis will do a lot of things. It'll tell you staffing levels that you need. It'll tell you days of the week that you have problems. It'll tell you hours of the day that need coverage. And you constantly have to be moving those people and to fulfill the needs that you have. Yeah, makes sense. So um, from, I know you're, you're not the sheriff now. You're running for the sheriff. But from what your perspective is on the office, what do you think its biggest needs are? I mean, you mentioned training. Maybe you've already answered it. but what are its needs that, that the community needs to be putting a priority on to, to provide to the sheriff's office? Uh, right now, I would say the most important current thing is we need to get the staffing level up to an acceptable level. Uh, right now, we're below that, 
And once again, I will emphasize what you need to do is you need to do research and you need to keep up with the trends. Uh, when you hire people in the millennial age, they're a different breed than when I was hired. There's a different way. You have to be able to communicate with these people. They're a technology age, and technology has run wild in our world, so to speak, and there are so many opportunities for technology. So when you get these people who are, are younger people, you've got to have things that appeal to them. And one of the things I think is the technology. There are so many different options in police work for them to work with technology. And the second thing is when you get these um, you get officers in today's world. We have a lot of stereotypes that we've had in the past, and I am not one that uh, is for facial hair for police officers or tattoos. However, we're missing a lot of good specialized military people who are returning into civilian life and are looking for jobs in law enforcement. I think we need to reevaluate that as long as uh, the tattoos are um, tasteful, they don't have anything that uh, is obscene or is anything that's conscious offending to the public, I think we have to be more acceptable to that. Uh, one of the things is, is you have them wear long shirts, long sleeve shirts. Uh, you have to be aware of the trends because there's a lot of those guys that we're missing out on who are good employees and employees that if you establish a good department, you will be able to retain those. So you have to be conscious of the trends and you have to have the ability to adapt and you have to change your thoughts. Makes sense. So on, on the, on the downslope now, uh, just kind of an, an easy question. Again, people, uh, we always have, what's a fun question? And what's just a, a, a not office-specific or, or hard-hitting question? And I love this one. It's uh, uh, what do you hold uh, with the most gratitude in your life? What do you have the most gratitude for? Um, well, obviously, it's my belief in religion, number one. That is the most gratitude that I have. And second of all is, is my family and my community. I always get young officers there and when we sit down and have a conversation I tell them everything that you do is going to be examined under a microscope here in a fishbowl. Number one you're going to have to think about how it's going to affect you, how it's going to affect our department, and how it's going to affect your family and the community. And if you think if you keep those things in perspective I think you have a well-rounded officer. Um, I have a lot of experiences through my career where I've helped a lot of people and the gratitude is just overwhelming. When you help someone and 15 years later they see you on a traffic stop and they wait till you complete and they motion you over and say, hey, 15 years ago you arrested me for DUI. You saved my life. Hmm. And at that point it was a, just a routine arrest. You had no idea, but you got them involved in the system and once they were involved they were mandated to get help and to get counseling and they turned around to be a happy, productive citizen. Uh, it's one of the few jobs in the world where every day you have an opportunity to change and impact someone's life. And if you miss those opportunities, you missed an important opportunity. So to me, that, that is very gratifying to be able to do that, to be able to communicate with someone, to be able to help a person in time of need, to be able to be the voice for people who cannot speak. That's great. Um, what's customary on this show? We always offer you the last word. What is it you'd like to tell the people at Taylor County? I would, number one, ask you to make an informed decision, do some background, whether it's a sheriff's office or any other candidate, do make an educated vote. Um, too many times people just go down and just check and they don't have a lot of information about the candidates. Uh, the candidates now in today's world, they have a lot of information out there, media information, social media, 
and you can learn more about them and sometimes just by the confines of your home you can take your time and I say make an informed decision and I would appreciate your vote. Great. Mark Sowers for Sheriff. Thanks for coming. Good Thank night. you, sir.